0: Welcome to Immerse Prophets, reading for week 8, day 40. Immersed in Jonah Jonah was a prophet, but the book of Jonah is not a book of prophecy. Instead, it is a book about the prophet himself. Unlike the other books in this volume, it doesn't present a collection of oracles that Jonah spoke. Rather, with great literary skill, it tells a story about him. And it appears to do so from a later vantage point, not like the messages of other prophets, which were recorded during or just after their lifetimes. According to Samuel, Kings, the prophet Jonah lived in the northern kingdom of Israel during the reign of Jeroboam II, that is, in the first half of the 8th century BC. It is hard to be certain But there is evidence that the Book of Jonah may have been written after the return from exile, in order to bring a particular message to God's people in that day. In the story, Jonah is sent to announce God's message to the city of Nineveh, the capital of the powerful Assyrian Empire. God is going to destroy Nineveh because of its wickedness. But Jonah has a problem with this assignment, and he tries to run from God. What's the problem? He is afraid that Israel's enemies, the Assyrians, will actually repent of their wrongdoing and that God will not punish them after all. As Jonah says later in the story, I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God. Slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love, you are eager to turn back from destroying people. Jonah's description is exactly the language God used to describe himself to Moses after he rescued Israel at the time of the Exodus. But Jonah believes God's compassion should only be for Israel. He doesn't share God's concern for the other nations of the world. So through an unusual series of events, God gets Jonah back on his mission. Jonah is thrown overboard during a storm at sea, swallowed by a great fish, and then spit out on the land. Ironically, Jonah sings a song thanking God for rescuing him from great personal danger while he is trying to make sure God doesn't rescue the people of Nineveh. Jonah finally gets to Nineveh and delivers a one-sentence warning to them. Forty days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. And sure enough, as Jonah feared, the king of Nineveh responds by telling his people, Everyone must pray earnestly to God. They must turn from their evil ways and stop all their violence. Who can tell? Perhaps even yet God will change His mind and hold back His fierce anger from destroying us. The people of Nineveh do repent, and the Lord does indeed relent, His grace triumphing over judgment. Jonah protests unhappily that his enemies are spared and that he saw this coming all along. In the closing scene, Jonah struggles with God's mercy while God defends his greater interest in creating and preserving life in the world. The literary structure of Jonah shows that this short story has been built with artistry and care. Its two main narrative parts are separated by a psalm of thanksgiving, which is set right in the middle. Both narrative sections begin with God commanding Jonah to go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver God's message. The two parts of the story also mirror each other through the repetition of key Hebrew terms at the beginning, middle, and end. Jonah's experiences also seem to mirror the experiences of the nation of Israel. His leaving the land, being swallowed by a great fish, and being deposited back on the land appear to symbolize Israel's exile and return. The challenge that Jonah faces To accept that God might have good purposes for the nations the Israelites see as their enemies is also a challenge for the returned exiles. Is Jonah the only one God wants to save from chaos and destruction? Are psalms of thanksgiving for God's great acts of rescue only for Israel to sing? Reading the book of Jonah at the end of all the prophetic books helps prepare us for where Israel's story is going. The Bible's narrative is moving toward the time when God's larger vision to bring His salvation to all the earth, including people, great cities, and even the animals, will be realized in a new creation.
1: The Prophet Jonah The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa, where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. But the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. But all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hold. So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep at a time like this? he shouted. Get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will pay attention to us and spare our lives. Then the crew cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused the terrible storm. When they did this, the lots identified Jonah as the culprit. Why has this awful storm come down on us? they demanded. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew. And I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. The sailors were terrified when they heard this, for he had already told them he was running away from the Lord. Oh, why did you do it? they groaned. And since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, What should we do to you to stop this storm? Throw me into the sea, Jonah said and it will become calm again. I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. Instead, the sailors rowed even harder to get the ship to the land. But the stormy sea was too violent for them, and they couldn't make it. Then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. O Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sin, and don't hold us responsible for his death. O LORD, YOU HAVE SENT THIS STORM UPON HIM FOR YOUR OWN GOOD REASONS. THEN THE SAILORS PICKED JONAH UP AND THREW HIM INTO THE RAGING SEA, AND THE STORM STOPPED AT ONCE. THE SAILORS WERE ALL STRUCK BY THE LORD'S GREAT POWER, AND THEY OFFERED HIM A SACRIFICE AND VOWED TO SERVE HIM. NOW THE LORD HAD ARRANGED FOR A GREAT FISH TO SWALLOW JONAH. And Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from inside the fish. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the land of the dead, and Lord, you heard me. You threw me into the ocean depths, and I sank down to the heart of the sea. The mighty waters engulfed me. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. Then I said, "O oh Lord, you have driven me from your presence, yet I will look once more toward your holy temple." I sank beneath the waves, and the waters closed over me. Seaweed wrapped itself around my head. I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was imprisoned in the earth whose gates locked shut forever. But you, O Lord my God, snatched me from the jaws of death. As my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord. And my earnest prayer went out to you in your holy temple. Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercies. But I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise, and I will fulfill all my vows. For my salvation comes from the Lord alone. Then the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out onto the beach. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. This time, Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. On the day Jonah entered the city, He shouted to the crowds, Forty days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. The people of Nineveh believed God's message, and from the greatest to the least, they declared a fast and put on burlap to show their sorrow. When the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying, he stepped down from his throne and took off his royal robes. He dressed himself in burlap and sat on a heap of ashes. Then the king and his nobles sent this decree throughout the city. No one, not even the animals from your herds and flocks, may eat or drink anything at all. People and animals alike must wear garments of mourning, and everyone must pray earnestly to God. They must turn from their evil ways and stop all their violence. Who can tell? Perhaps even yet God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. When God saw what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. This change of plans greatly upset Jonah, and he became very angry. So he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. Just kill me now, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predicted will not happen. The Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry about this? Then Jonah went out to the east side of the city and made a shelter to sit under as he waited to see what would happen to the city. And the Lord God arranged for a leafy plant to grow there, and soon it spread its broad leaves over Jonah's head, shading him from the sun. This eased his discomfort, and Jonah was very grateful for the plant. But God also arranged for a worm. The next morning at dawn, the worm ate through the stem of the plant so that it withered away. And as the sun grew hot, God arranged for a scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. The sun beat down on his head until he grew faint and wished to die. Death is certainly better than living like this, he exclaimed. Then God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? Yes, Jonah retorted, even angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, You feel sorry about the plant, though you did nothing to put it there. It came quickly and died quickly. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city?
0: This concludes today's Immerse Reading Experience. Thank you for joining us.